Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ilya Dragunov, the star. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, Emil Ash, all checking in on another Thursday. It's time for another live stream. Thank you to everybody who's joining us on Facebook and on YouTube for making us your weekly Thursday habit. Uh, for those of you catching us on the audio only, thank you for then, and um, uh, please follow the podcast. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and on Spotify and uh, give us a follow everywhere from Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere that uh, we're on. Every follow, every five-star rating goes a long, long way. Uh, How was your Thursday, guys? Uh, Ro, pagalaw ko naman ng baso. So, parang wala pa. Wala pa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hindi siya magandang pangitain. <laughs> I guess it's gonna be me and Emil holding down the fort while uh, Ro's internet tries its hardest. It's trying, guys. The internet is working hard. Uh, <laughs> um, we have a lot to talk about, as always. Some good, some not so good, um, based on some of your comments. I think uh, we all have the same idea about the not so good. But while Ro is figuring out the technical logistics on his end, Emil here is going to tell you about how you can be part of our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community, where one of the latest things we're doing is Shit talking about the finals and about AEW Fight Forever. All right. So if you want to join in on that discussion and to experience the full full Wrestling Wrestling podcast, all you got to do is uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Wrestling Wrestling podcast where you can subscribe for as low as $5. So in a local currency, it's around 275 pesos. Um, you already mentioned you can join in in our Discord server and interact with us and your fellow podcasts. Talking to us about anything and anything under the sun, wrestling, sports, memes, video games, anything uh, that you want to talk about, talk to us about, you can do that. And also, we have our pasabais, which the last one just included a couple of months ago. And if you want to be a part of the next, uh, the next one, and uh, want to get your authentic wrestling merch, WWE, AW, or any other wrestling merchandise, you can get it through us. You can also get the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and soon Collision. Uh, and of course, we also have some local uh, wrestling reviews courtesy of Raw and ASH. Um, and by supporting, uh, by, by subscribing to our uh, Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestlingwrestlingpodcast for as low as $5. All right, uh, Rose here, and I, I could kind of see him moving in real time. Ro, are you good? You good? Okay, para wala pa. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he'll he'll get there eventually. Kaya natin yan. Unity. All right, uh, let's start <laughs> off with some not so good news. Uh, we saw this on Twitter late last night, right before midnight. The Iron Sheik has passed away. It was announced on his Twitter by his managers, the Magan Bros. Page and G and Magan, who've been uh, who are apparently his nephews, 
uh, and and are huge fans of the Iron Sheik. Uh, he died at the age of 81. And um, given everything that the Iron Sheik has gone through, both in his career and in his personal life, I'm just glad that he was still able to live a long life. And I think si Sheiki was able to uh, find like a, a second uh, a second life in his uh, in, in the limelight, in the spotlight, because of how viral he'd gone, diba? especially on Twitter, all the shit posting that the Magan brothers were really good at. Uh, I recommend you guys uh, to catch the Sheik, or uh, I, I believe it's called the Sheik, um, his documentary on Amazon Prime, Kumeron Kayo. And there's also the AE documentary, which came out just a few weeks ago. So it's a great insight into the life of the legendary Kozro Vasiri or the Iron Sheik. Um, you'll get to know about how he was actually a prolific Olympic athlete for Iran before he um, basically escaped to the U.S. And um, the tragedy in his life, uh, he lost his daughter Marissa in the uh, late 90s, if I'm not mistaken, and how that exacerbated his uh, problems with substance abuse. So, you know, um, uh, it's, it's a very sad day for wrestling because the Iron Sheik really was a legend who paved the way for representation for people in the Middle East, for Asians as well, uh, because he is uh, uh, Iranian that's still part of Asia. So I guess um, for uh, you know you could make a uh, make a case for the Iron Sheik being one of the first Asian stars in pro wrestling uh, in the U.S. Diba? Uh, he was actually a WWE champion right before Hulk Hogan's uh, really long ass reign at the dawn of Hulkamania. So, you know, first Asian WWE champion is nothing to scoff at, even though the Iron Sheik was um, what you'd call a transitional champion. So uh, we're going to miss the Iron Sheik here. Iga Emil, any thoughts that you'd like to get out there? Um, for someone that uh, came from that era, it's, you can call his life a successful one because he was 81. Because, you know, most of his contemporaries are so Guys like... Uh, um, y- yung mga, yung mga na, like Macho Man, th- those pe- those who died in their fifties and their forties. No, so the fact that he uh, lived until eighty-one, that's a v- you can call that a very good life. And then um, also, I'm gonna miss his viral tweets and his viral vi- viral videos. Because honestly, the first exposure I had of the sh- of the Sheik was watching his shoot videos on YouTube, which made me laugh so many times. And he kept it real. One of the one of the people in wrestling who always uh, uh, kept it real, one hundred percent. So um, plus, we also uh, have to acknowledge his contributions to the wrestling business. I mean, he was a WWE champion um, right before again, right before Hulkamania. So um, one of the one of the best heels, one of the most villainous heels uh, of all time. Yeah, uh, it kind of helped, I guess, now when the Iron Sheik was in his wrestling heyday. Yun din yung uh, towards the end of the Cold War and yeah. start na rin yung friction between the US and the Middle East. So naturally, they took advantage of the geopolitical um, issues and incorporated that into the gimmick of the Iron Sheik. And I, I guess you could say it was a product of its time because now, the, the, these days, we would prefer characters and storylines that don't necessarily rely on stereotypes and geopolitical stuff that could elicit real heat, na, you know, could be deadly. But uh, yun yung, eh, yun yung time in Iron Sheik, you know, um, I, I just want to go back to the Twitter because a lot of us from our generation and the ones who are younger than us really are more exposed to the Iron Sheik through Twitter. And a lot of that is because of his nephews, the Magan Bros, who really saw themselves in the Iron Sheik because kamag-anak nila and he was someone who looked like them, diba? Um, I'm sure you you guys know how powerful it is to have that type of representation in a type of pop culture, in a type of media, uh, media that you enjoy consuming, diba? Um, I, I would always mark out for Chinoy radio DJs. So what more for these guys who saw someone like them in the Iron Sheik who really uh, carried uh, Iranian representation on the stage of the WWE. So that was one of the reasons why they they loved the Iron Sheik and wanted to carry on his brand on Twitter. And they were they're really the ones behind you mga outbursts ni Iron Sheik. Like when he goes and cusses out Justin Bieber or Hulk, o- Hulk Hogan or like whichever celebrity na mapagtripa nila. It's really the Magan Bros. Pero syempre, uh, the voice of that brand, so to speak, 
really came from the personality of the Iron Sheik himself. So these are the types of stories that I really love finding out. And if you have the opportunity to find yung A&E special on the Iron Sheik or that documentary on Amazon Prime, I do suggest that you go catch it. And I guess konting consuelo na lang din that the A&E special came out uh, while the Iron Sheik was still with us. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, um, you know, I, I can see you guys in the comments also uh, you know, feeling feeling this loss, a huge loss to the wrestling industry as a whole, for sure. So uh rest in peace, respect the legend forever. Uh the Iron Sheik, man. Uh a real legend, a real one. All right, uh let's move on to some happy stuff, some good stuff. Thank you, babyface producer Jasper. Uh we we now know that I, I'm guessing this is the presumptive main event for AEW Forbidden Door. It is official. Brian Danielson and Kazuchika Okada will be going one on one after uh, Brian Danielson was shown um, w- with a video with a vignette at Dominion. So medyo angas yung vignette niya. If you guys caught Dominion over the weekend, uh, you know he was in the desert, he was hiking, diba? And then nakatalikod pa siya. And then, unti-unti nag-close-up sa mga uh, established features ni Brian. Like the long hair, and then the beard, and then his eyes, and his cheekbones. And you're like, holy shit, it's Brian Danielson. And then, he's calling out Kazuchika Okada. So, ikaw, Emil, uh, what went through your mind when you saw that this was actually going to happen in like three weeks? Finally, a dream match na mangyayari na. Hindi na siya dream match. Talagang ano na siya. It will, lit- it will happen in three weeks and i'm very uh, i'm very excited about it i mean this is uh someone from two uh before before you know uh, when they were on two separate worlds you know all we you know all we thought about is what if brian danielson or or before daniel bryan could go face to face against okada what would happen and now hindi hindi na tayo wonder kasi talagang mangyari na siya uh, at forbidden door so um, so very an, an exciting announcement for an exciting match for sure. Eto sabi ni Aaron, balikan niya sana si Zack Saber yeah. Jr. after the match. I I'm I'm with you there, brother, because we <laughs> still haven't gotten Brian versus ZSJ. We were robbed of that match, even though it led to Claudio entering AEW. We were still robbed of the ZSJ match. So I still want that to happen, and I'm really really hoping nothing happens to Brian between now and Forbidden Door. Uh, Ro, if you're there, feel free to chime in. Yeah, uh, fuck. Um, I keep forgetting my mic has an off switch. Uh, okay, am I here? My <laughs> yes, yes, you are right. Yes, 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 yes. Ewan. fuck this. Uh, no, no. Also, I'm also lagging. I don't know why. Um, yes, it is finally. T- yeah, I agree with all the comments that saying uh, yes. We finally have a dream dream match. Uh, this one is. I think you can't fuck with it because. They're not gonna go nonstop like the four guys did last year. So um, if I this probably isn't gonna main event because you have an MJF match, and or, but you know stranger things have happened. Um, we got anarchy in the arena to close the show, no double or nothing. So uh, I also wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't protest as well if um, if Dinosaur Okada close the show because these are two former world champions and uh, you got the literal best in the world versus the best uh, in NJPW at the very least so okay to, uh, I, I think this pretty much sold me on the show even though I won't I probably won't be catching it live but um, that's all uh, I, if you guys are fans here and you're not just WWE fans nah not not casual, but not that there's anything wrong with being casual, but you know, um, this is pretty much an internet dream match and should sell the show by itself. Yeah, speaking of selling the show, we do have a watch party coming up for Forbidden Door. I'm just putting it out there. If you're yeah, if, if you want to join us for the uh viewing party on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon community, you know where it's at. It's patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Sorry, Emil, go ahead. So I have a question because I after this match was announced, I already saw some people on Twitter complaining about how this match was announced randomly and there's no story behind it to so build. So I, I want to get your guys' opinions about that. Even though we still have weeks uh, before Forbidden Door, but you already got these people complaining and so random and wala no build yung match. Na to. Yeah, uh, this is Forbidden Door. It's, it's not like... Um, yeah. 
people need to contextualize. I I know I talked shit about uh, um, Omega versus Vikingo uh, a couple of months ago, but this isn't the same because Forbidden Door is has always been you know a, a fun crossover party. It's not technically it shouldn't have been. I mean, it doesn't have to be part of AEW canon, but it still is. And the fact that um, you are getting storyline implications uh, shouldn't you know dim the light. I say it's it's a fucking dream pay-per-view crossover thing you know it's not supposed to be overthought right? uh, whenever you get stuff like this you just stick in you know you you put the action figures together you stick together who you want to and uh, who you want to wrestle right? so um it shouldn't be that big of a deal it's not like uh it's not like you're trying to tell a story it's not like seth rollins versus omos right? not, not super weird and Let's not forget that this literally happened in NXT like half a decade ago when um, when Shinsuke Nakamura suddenly appeared to challenge Sami Zayn. Well, that was a story, and and they just did that, and everyone accepted it. Everyone went crazy over it. <laughs> so I don't understand where this is coming from, especially if it's coming from WWE diehards. So fuck that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with Ro here. I don't think that we have to like read too much into the lack of a story or whatever because it's a crossover show. Who cares? You've got the best of one promotion going up against the best in another promotion. Just let them cook. In fact, I will go out on a limb and say I appreciate the effort they're taking now to add some more context, uh, some more storyline fodder by having the Blackpool Combat Club just put a beating on the Chaos guys. So that's their way of... Uh, sowing more discord into the Brian Okada thing. Now, oh, Brian is sending a message to Okada by having the BCC beat down the best friends and Rocky Romero. Right? So there's a bit of effort here. And, and I actually appreciate that. So I don't understand why people are getting all up in arms over Brian just appearing out of nowhere. This literally happens all the time. Yep, I agree with you both on uh, there. Without question, Glendale, who do you think will win? Oh, it doesn't matter who wins. That's, yeah. The fans yeah, win, I, I brother. Win. Yeah. <laughs> the fans win. Yeah, that, that's yeah, the answer, I mean, Glendale. Literally, the fans win. Um, uh, It's AEW home turf, so I wouldn't be surprised if Brian wins. Unless we get like a 60-minute draw. Don't challenge them because both guys have done it regularly. So... Yeah, um, anyone can win. Uh, Brian can win. Okada can win. Uh, none of them are spring chickens anymore. Uh, you're not really putting the other one over by you know beating them. So uh, yeah, it goes back to the fans win. Yeah, doesn't matter. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll cross over to WWE and we'll make some early money in the bank picks. But for now, let's hear a quick word from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. All right, let's get over to the WWE side of things and let's talk about the new undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So now that we've seen photos, live shots on SmackDown with uh, the lighting and the reflections kind of messing up the view of the, of the title belt, what do you think of this new design? Uh, but first, uh, I'm going to be honest. Let's be honest here. Uh, young people were expecting something different with the design when this was announced. But I don't think the WWE will go away with this current title design because of the marketing, you know, because of the clout that it brings whenever there's a celebrity or a sports uh, athlete uh, who, who's going to wear the belt on their shoulders every time they win a championship. So um, it's all about the marketing. That's why they're never going to deviate from this design. Uh, but I wish it could have been a different color combination. Uh, yun lang yung, yung medyo nitpicking for me. Something is off about the color combo. Um, kasi yung, ano, yung gold niya sa, yung sa interior, parang ano siya, dark yellow instead of gold. But that's just nitpicking on my part. Um, it would have been better for me it was the other way around if the exterior was gold and yung interior was black. But it's fine. Like the strap uh, mismo or yung ano? Yung nasa yung labas strap, lang? Yung strap, yung gold. Oh, you want a gold strap. Alright. Yeah. The salob yung ano, yung black part. So, um, yun sana. If it was up to me, that would, yun, yun yung gagawin ko. But I think like all other belts, I'm sure I will get used to it naman eventually. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Ro? Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. Um, I, 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 I never was a hater of the current 
uh, WWE Championship design. The only problem it really uh, brought was when they start using it. When they started using it for all of the singles championships, the, the top singles championships. So it ha- it was the same design for the Universal Championship. It was the same design for the Women's Championships. So that was the bad part about it. But by itself, it wasn't really bad. Um, I get what Emil is trying to say with the the, the pale yellow color that uh, it looks like on TV. Because when you look at the New World Heavyweight Championship, gold yeah. So uh, I see where that was a strange choice. Nah, it doesn't look quite the same as the gold, but so it doesn't look that goldy, goldish. So it kind of looks more like brass. Like if you've seen a brass instrument, that's what it looks like, diba? Um I don't hate the color combination either. Uh, the gold one is a good choice. I guess the the main disappointment done with people was that um, it was just not a different design. So yeah, they teased a new belt, right? uh, There was a rumor that there was going to be a new belt, but at the same time, when the rumor was rushed like that, I, I guess it also wasn't surprising that it wasn't going to be a different design. So maybe they're saving it for another guy, but you know. Uh, Emil is right. You 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 don't really change it, especially after it's such a good um good way to brand your your company your 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 logo by you know when you give it to you know the winners of the Super Bowl when the winners of the NBA playoffs. So it really is good marketing. Um, I can't blame them, but I also do wish. Then there's a part of me that wishes that they would have updated with updated the design with you know the same philosophy the same branding philosophy like they did with the world heavyweight championship having the WWE logo in the middle yeah um eto may tanong si Janel what concerns him more though is the historic lineage of the WWE championship will now merge with the universal championship i'm looking at the official sites uh, www.com they actually have a title history section and the WWE championship and the universal championship histories haven't been merged they have not I think it's just, I, I think this uh, gold title that uh, Roman Reigns has is just like a, a physical representation of the two championships. It could be different. I, I'm not speaking on behalf of the company here. So you're saying that if Roman loses and then by some chance na, uh, somebody splits the championships, they would go back to having two championships and by extension, they would go back to having three belts. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Based on my logic, I guess. But again, I'm not uh, speaking <laughs> for the company here. I'm just uh, telling you what I'm seeing on the website, which is that the title histories are still separate from one another. And if you go to Wikipedia, it's like into one uh, championship and one lineage. I, I don't know. I don't think you can mess with that. Like That's 60 plus years of WWE championship lineage. You can't mess with that. I think after Roman loses, Sahasha Magbimberge. Because they are, they are um, considering the fact that the universal title lane of Roman is 1,000 days plus na. So they don't want to get rid of that lineage. Yun, yun yung mm-hmm. ano lang ha, yung theory ko lang as to why there's still two separate lineage even though isa no, na lang yung belt. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they were, uh, Merge. I don't think they were separating or you know eliminating one branch of the of the of the lineage, diba? I think it was just gonna be merged. Uh, um, I guess in some in some concurrent time time frame, na uh, there was a WWE champion and then there was also a Universal champion until uh, they get to Roman in 2022, diba? So uh, I guess that's it. I don't know how it completely makes sense but i guess it's some sort of asterisk but um if it's not you know if it's merged like that then i guess that's the most logical uh, way to explain it so no one has actually answered the question but yeah. uh, no one from <laughs> wwe uh, top brass has answered the question in kayfabe or in real life so like well we're all grasping at straws and just coming up with our own hypotheses here um so so that that's where it's at i just want to point this out huh um, remember day one, 2022. Day one, Roman Reigns got COVID, right? He wasn't at the show, which is how Brock Lesnar got ended up being put in the five-way and how he ended up winning the WWE Championship, which led to the series of events that culminated in Roman uh, having both championships at WrestleMania 38. If Roman doesn't get COVID before day one, 
I think we would be in a very different timeline today. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because um, the rumors then was uh, Roman was supposed to lose to Brock at day one. Yun 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 the the basa ko before na so so yeah that's gonna be a so different parang butterfly effect siya. That's it's so how that one uh one case of COVID affected so much. <laughs> So the butterfly effect, it blows yeah. my mind actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a mess. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, that is a really that was, that's a canon event if I if there ever was one. Ano kaya sa Miguel O'Hara about this canon event, no? All right. Um, any other thoughts on the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, or do you want to move on? Yeah, we can move on from this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, All it's right. just a different colorway, the right? So yeah. let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about the Usos here. And the question coming out of SmackDown is, when will Jay Uso hit his breaking point? Because at this rate, halatang excommunicated si Jimmy, right? He got the Sami Zayn treatment, and based on what Roman was saying at the very, very end of SmackDown, uh, he seems to believe that Jay will still come around and go back to the bloodline, but. Uh, Jay's body language, his facial expressions kind of hint differently. And given that Roman is booked to be at Money in the Bank and at SummerSlam, it looks like uh, either you get the, the tag team match at Money in the Bank and you get Jay Uso challenging at SummerSlam. So I, I guess the you know, question ko is like, what's it going to take to break Jay? Um, for, for me, the way I'm seeing it, the way I would, you know, I'm seeing it is that we're going to get a singles match between Roman and Jimmy. And remember the finish from uh, Clash of Champions 2020 where um, Jimmy came out. Uh, he, ha- he has a towel in hand. So parang ganun, pero in reverse. Si Jay ngayon yung papasok. And then he's gonna see Roman beating Jimmy. And he's parang ano siya, mapiptsd. Ma- pero he will finally snap because it's his brother now who's getting beat up like a... Uh, Beat up by by Roman, so uh, but his brother uh, just hit his other brother with a Samoan spike. It yeah, literally just happened in front of him. But it's you know it's PTSD for Jay because he went through the same thing. Yeah, um, no, actually, I thought I, I don't understand why they're still teasing that Roman is okay with Jay but not with Jimmy. I say, uh, last I checked, they both hit him with a super kick to us. So I don't understand why he's not mad at Jay. Uh, is it because si Jimmy yung consentidor yung, yung may pakulo ng, ng, ng turn na to? But it doesn't make sense that way because you already hit him. Diba? You already hit him even though Jimmy was the guy, who, the, the, the brother who was acting up. You know, uh, you, you can't say that he only convinced him or he was only convinced to uh to turn on roman so as far as i'm concerned if i were roman reigns they're both excommunicated so um i don't see the need for him to still be playing these mind games on on jay and jimmy i say it already happened in front of me so that's weird to me but um which is why this story is kind of taking a weird turn a little bit of a weird turn because I don't see the need for Stockholm syndrome here. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just let's just proceed with the Usos versus Roman and Solo. Right? So there's no more need for that. We all know it's headed there anyway. Right? Why 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 are we wasting time uh, pretending that Roman is still okay with Jay? So you know, it kind of makes Jay seem a little dumber than he should be. Uh, he was already you know kind of that way because he was. Uh, feeling the loyalty for Roman, but um, I feel like he was already convinced it. But he was already talked into uh, standing up for themselves by Jay. So I don't know why you had to take that that one or two steps back. Edo, uh, what do you guys think of Solo? Because Emil and I, we uh, kind of brushed over this in Picks of the Week episode. But what do you think of how Solo's motivations lined up here where he said, nah, these are my brothers, but also, he recognizes na yung pera ko, yung kabuhayan ko, nandito sa tribal chief. So I, I've got to stick with a guy who literally puts food on the table. No, yeah, it makes sense, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Then. 
Yeah, if if the money if if it's really because the tribal chief puts food in his table on his table, then yeah, I I can buy it. Sure. Um, uh, I think what Jimmy said to Solo was right. You say, uh, Solo isn't where the Usos are. Right? Jimmy had to say, uh, when he's done with you, he'll abuse you right? and, and drop you. Right? Uh, that means that Solo hasn't been there in that um at that point where Roman is gonna discard him. So uh, he doesn't know that yet. So he's going to eventually find out the way Batista did. But uh, um, that time is not yet now. So Solo, Solo's character, he's a mercenary. He's an enforcer. So to do his thing, that's where his loyalty uh, is at. Yeah. Uh, in kayfabe, Solo grew up in the streets. Why, why did Rikishi <laughs> kick him out? <laughs> ano natin when uh, he lands in Manila? Okay, if you know, you know. <laughs> Why'd you do that to Solo? <laughs> we should get him. What on did the he ever show. do to you? <laughs> we should get him on the show. Yeah, actually, actually. <laughs> All right, right. Uh, let, let's not talk about behind the scenes shit here on the live stream. Uh, moving on, Braun Breaker uh, on NXT at the very end of the episode openly challenged Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. So I don't know if this is going to be the prelude to his call up, but uh, this is interesting. It's fresh. It's nice to see Braun going after the other big fish if he can't beat Carmelo Hayes. So, uh, what do you think of this development in Braun Breaker's uh, journey so far? Oh, so okay, Emil, go. Um, go this honestly reminds me of yung mga old uh, Cena US title challenges where NXT guys would come up and face him for the US title and make their main roster debut. Um, so this just might be yung tulay sa pag-call up kay Bron uh, Breaker. So uh, this is his first main roster program and challenging Seth for the world heavyweight title isn't that bad like uh isn't that bad for main roster uh debut or first program um and kung bibisita si Seth sa NXT that would be awesome because that uh Seth was the first NXT champion so it would be kind of a homecoming uh it depends on um, the way I see it. I, it depends on how this match and where this match is going to take place. Because if it takes place on Raw next week, which I don't think it will because Seth is in the middle of uh, a story with a Judgment Day, um, it, it might mean a call-up for Braun Breaker. But if Seth moves down to NXT for this match, then it it pretty much would just be a ratings grab for NXT. I don't know what... Uh, NBA finals on, on Tuesday, right? So, uh, no, no, uh, that's diba? raw. Wrong, oh. oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. So, um, well, you're not gonna put Seth versus Braun against the NBA finals, diba? so uh, ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, I think this is a cash or a ratings draft for NXT, and maybe just a little a little test to see if Solo uh, Braun can um, can do a little more magic with a, a better uh, main roster guy. Because the last one he did was Apollo Cruz, and then see Dolph Ziggler, deba. So um, I think this is just them continuing to test him because I don't think 
they want to let go of heel Braun just yet on NXT. I think there are there is still stuff for him to do, and uh, I I think there is still a way to build his newfound heel character. Is it a good idea though to have Seth go to NXT and just have this one match or have this mini program with Braun as a side quest? I mean, Why yeah. Uh, I say uh, if he, he wants to be a final champion, champion there was so. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on here to um, early picks for Money in the Bank. So coming out of Raw, alam na natin uh, we have three out of the six uh, Mr. Money in the Bank participants and three out of the six Miss Money in the Bank participants. So uh, based on the field or if there's anyone who's not yet included in the field or in the qualifying matches that you think will be the uh, will be this year's Money in the Bank holders, who do you think it'll be? Sabi ni Ray, Mrs. Money in the Bank though. <laughs> uh, well, it's too early, uh, but you know, if we're, if we're if we're listening to rumors, then LA Knight's gonna win Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, I think I think it's them not denying LA Knight as well. Parang, uh the whole thing where he didn't really have a nice po- couple of months after WrestleMania was you know a red herring. Um, I think this is where he's going to do his big moment. I think deserving of one. I think um, I'm not the biggest LA Knight fan, but he did get over. And you do have to reward someone from getting over, especially when you're always in need of new faces in this bloated roster. Right? So um, I, I, I wouldn't bet against LA Knight. As for the women, I don't know yet. It's tough to call without seeing the full, uh, the full field. So I, I don't want Becky to win Miss Money in the Bank. Uh, we've already been there. Uh, we've already been to her as women's champion, so I don't need that. Uh, for me, for for the men's money in the bank, uh, my answer is uh, Mr. La Knight. Yeah. Um, again, he's so over, and I'm so ready for a main event push for La Knight. I mean, uh, it's time. It's time then. And uh, uh, he had a weird couple of months after WrestleMania, so. I, I think he's due now for a big time push. So uh, this should get him that uh, by w- uh, winning the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. For the women's side, if she is competing in the ladder match, because I still, I think, still not clear whether or not she's challenging Asuka for the women's uh, championship or is she going to compete uh, in the ladder match. But if she does, if she competes here, I am going with EO Sky. Yeah, um, she's probably competing in the ladder match because yeah, she's in so, a qualifying match for SmackDown. Okay, so that's so. So EO Sky or Zoe Stark. You know why not? Why not give the money in the bank to someone who's uh, an uh, a, a really good up and coming? So those two okay. are my pick. Are my picks. Okay. Uh, going back to LA Knight here, he's on SmackDown. So if he wins Money in the Bank, anyone is he gonna go after Roman, or is he gonna take a shot at Seth? I mean, di naman uh, ano, uh, it's it has happened before where someone from the other brand wins money in the bank and then they go to the other brand and uh, cash in on their champion. Like, so um, probably that's that's uh, that's gonna happen. Kung ganun. I think I think uh, the world heavyweight championship is you know what the world heavyweight championship was 10 years ago and uh, sometimes it's a trial world title for the new kids about the, the new main eventers but that's, that was the first uh, that was the first um world uh, world title that Di- uh, Daniel Bryan won that was the first world title that uh, Jack Swagger won so because it's the B world championship it's okay to kind of test these guys out so i think um it's not a bad idea to do that you know uh Especially when you have someone as as big as Roman on the other side of the card, Deba. So um, I think I, if I were booking LA Knight's rice, I would just give it to him just to uh, say that we gave him a world championship without really sacrificing anyone to do it. Ito, mm-hmm. good point raised by Admin Angelo. Na the briefcase isn't actually just for the world titles anymore. Because I think it was Riddle who said that he would be willing to go after Gunther or um, last year, the Basi Theory, he used it for a uh, US championship yes, match. Yeah, uh, that's true as well. So maybe, I know, uh, if not the world title, maybe the IC title. I, uh, I don't so- want that to happen. Like, I, I'm of the belief that the money in the bank should be for the world championship. Yeah. Like, what's the point, Deba? What's the point of putting your body through hell 
if you're not gonna use it for a world championship match anywhere, anytime, any place. I think I think last year they just cashed in on the US title because you know they can't, they can't have Roman losing. Exactly. No, that's exactly why. Now that you, that's why I said that now that you have another world championship that doesn't necessarily need to be super protected. You know. Um, and yeah, the only reason why Theory cashed in on the US Championship was in, in kayfabe, he wasn't getting the shot uh, because somebody was interrupting him. And then in real life, yeah, you did have to protect Roman. And then are you really going to feed Roman to our motherfucking Austin Theory? The um, that was the only reason why that, that had to happen. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that this year we get to... Uh, maintain the spirit of money in the bank. And I wouldn't be opposed to LA Knight beating Seth Rollins here. You know, Seth has done what he has said he will do with the World Heavyweight Championship. And then uh, moving LA Knight to Raw where he can be, I don't know, uh, 2023's version of The Rock? Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're taking another break. When we come back, we'll talk about the highlights from Dynamite. And I think we can squeeze in some NXT talk here. But first, another word from our podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. All right, time for us to talk about Dynamite. We'll start with Orange Cassidy because every Dynamite episode apparently now starts with an Orange Cassidy AEW International Championship defense. So how much is too much for this very long title run and all these defenses? Orange Cassidy has like uh, four times or five times the uh, amount of defenses as MJF. He's got 24 title defenses. Um, here's the thing. I don't hate, I don't really hate Orange Cassidy's championship run. No, um, there's nothing about it to hate, really. Um, the guy is great. He is literally the low-key MVP of AEW at the point. At, at this moment, he's just that good. You stick him in a match, give him 15 minutes, 12 to 15 minutes, and he will make the most out of it. That's how good he is. Um, but the thing to really dislike about this is that um, at some point, you do have to give it up. Uh, one, the guy's body is breaking down. Putting all these bangers out is not something that you don't you just don't recover from in one week. That was my house shows plan over the weekend. So um he is borrowing from the bank of his uh his his health, his muscles, his bones, and eventually the bank will foreclose. Um second, uh there are guys that do need to be um to be elevated. So this is the Roman Reigns problem. Um Protecting him for too long because he's that good kind of sacrifices uh, the chances that other people did deserve to get. So when you have a Cody Rhodes, uh, you have someone like uh, a Swerve Strickland who very much was ready to defend to win the championship today, diba? and and them double or nothing when they did the the battle royal. So um so because one, it's clear that Tony Khan is hitching his wagon all the way to Orange Cassidy because he can't really hitch his wagon so much to MJF because MJF isn't going to wrestle every week, lights out the way Orange Cassidy does. So, um, But I feel like that's a lack of trust in the other guys on his roster. Like, Sort of already proved that he can, you know, he can go, but he can go as long as you tell him to go wherever you need him to go. He can do the same thing. I probably bet he can do the same thing that Orange Cassidy does every week if you really wanted him to do every week. But I don't, I don't suggest that. So, um, I feel like it's gonna blow up in Tony Khan's face in the worst way. So what I really wanted was for them to uh, make the change as early as possible without, you know, having to fuck around and find out. So, you know, I, I, I wish I didn't have to call for this because I really love it. I, uh, Orange Cassidy really is the best, one of the best parts of the show every week. But sometimes, you know, too much can be too much. Yeah, also agree. Um, I really thought Swerve Strickland was gonna be the one to beat uh, Orange Cassidy for the title because he came so close, uh, no double or nothing, and again he came so close here today, uh, on Dynamite. So I don't know. Honestly, I honestly know for Siko now he's he's uh gonna relinquish the title 
when he gets injured. At the pace he's going, hindi malabong mangyari na he gets injured one of these uh, title defenses. So, yun. Alright. Um, I, I just hope he doesn't get injured. No no injuries, please. Uh, yeah. We've had, you know, too many guys who have been on a good run tapos ma-uudlut lang because of an injury. So, I just really, really hope na uh, yeah. Orange Cassidy gets to keep taking care of himself and that he gets a bit of a break here because uh, he kind of does deserve it. 24 title defenses since yes. he's won the international championship is no joke. So, uh, here's to hoping na his health maintains uh, itself in uh, tip-top shape. Right, last couple of topics here. Let's talk about Adam Cole, baby. He has stepped up as the new number one contender to MJF's AEW World Championship. And they had like a 15-minute segment where they just went at it. They referenced so many things from the dirt sheets and from uh, each other's careers. Like MJF with another villain origin story here talking about how he was following Adam Cole's career through Ring of Honor and CZW, even NXT. Now, to be fair... There, there was a bit of truth to that because eh, someone backread through MJF's Instagram and found na idol nga niya talaga si Adam Cole. So okay, let's let's give him this. But then, Jesus Christ, is there anyone that you know he didn't like? <laughs> how, uh, how many origin how, stories can you have? So bad, damn it! Jericho, CM Punk, and then I'll see Adam oh my Cole. God. I mean, okay, yeah, this prop- just adds another chapter to the MJF villain origin story. Props to him for being a real fan, though. So I guess that's yeah. what you can say about MJF. And it's ridiculous that he has a story for everyone that he faces. I don't know if, if <laughs> at least that- my effort, right? yeah, I know, but I don't know. It's funny because he already referenced this before, right? when he did the Brian thing that uh, he has so many origin stories. <laughs> uh, I don't know, do you want me to like this guy? Do you want me to like MJF? Or do you no, no, like, he he does it in a way and no, he yeah. builds up the opponent, then he eviscerates yeah, him but, verbally right afterwards. But imagine if everyone had an origin story that on feuds and that, which is sometimes you just you know uh tell a story that's completely unrelated to who you are. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I actually don't know what I feel about so many origin stories. Say so yes, for one thing, it does you know, it does pull into uh, a, a deep history, uh, a deep personal history. But at the same time, you find it, you do, you can find it overused because it could be overused because you know it it loses. It's a meme its, now with MJF. It, yeah, it, yeah it, it loses its specialness. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, I get you there. I get you there. I don't know. So, I... when he did the whole uh, sandwich in the structure of the, the promo battle, diba, he built up Adam Cole only to tear him down. And then he referenced things like uh, Adam Cole's physique, his health issues, Britt Baker, and then the rumors about uh, Vince McMahon reportedly not seeing Adam Cole as main event or main roster level talent. And then... Uh, even the rumors surrounding Adam Cole supposedly being Keith Lee's manager upon his call up to the main <laughs> roster. So, what do you think about this? Because si Adam Cole may banat din naman let, Let's focus on MJF's first. Because yun yung pinag-usapan ng mga tao on Twitter. And uh, I don't know. Dati pa naman kasi tong problem. I mean, some might call it a problem. Some might call it a feature of AEW. But the thing with AEW really is that if if you know, you know. And then if you don't, then sorry, you have to research yourself. Right? Um, at some point, I had to <laughs> I had to accept it for what it is. Because um, if they really want to be gatekeepy about all of this, then fine. Whatever. Okay. Now, more power to you. Right? Um, I guess I can say from a from as a fan. From the sta- from the standpoint of a fan that knows what he's talking about, about the, I mean the things that MJF is talking about, then okay, it's cool. Um, you're not really going after the casual fan who doesn't read the dirt sheets of us. So, uh, in in that context, then okay, well done, well done, guys. You you have hooked your target audience in. So, no problems with that. Um, Yinya, uh, if they're not gonna target the casuals, then what <laughs> I will yeah. say though that the inside joke thing, while alienating, at least uh it it appeals to a wider base audience as opposed to 
what we saw in the company we used to work for where it was really inside jokey na talagang uh, you had to dig into yeah, people's uh, fucking Facebooks and personal lives and all the chismes in the locker room. And I'm telling all of you guys in the live stream na totoo like this actually happened. Yeah, and that yeah. was really the worst, diba? Of, of everything. So parang I will give MJF and whoever wrote the promo a bit of credit here na at least kahit papano you can still be like, oh, okay, so yun pala why Adam Cole left uh, WWE or whatever, right? As opposed to like, ah, hindi, kasi crush kita talaga eh. Or, you know what I mean? Parang sobrang bobo talaga. <laughs> no, to be fair naman kasi, uh, the major leagues, right? The major the major leagues of pro wrestling are subject to um, to the kind of tab- dirt sheet journalism that is present in the industry. So a lot of people would... Uh, would know that, diba? So built in the sa, sa level of uh, the company that you know that they they are at in the industry, diba? So um, I, I have a feeling that because I did the grapevine for Smart Henry, that if I reported on dirt that I knew of personally in in the local scene, then I'm sure a lot more fans would know, diba? Na, uh, Oh, nag-aaway ng ganito si ganyan. Nag- nagsuntukan sila sa locker room, sa, sa Fit Plus, di ba? Uh, Which happened, by the way. Yeah, if I reported on that and then they made reference to it, then th- th- we would all, they would also know. The, the, I mean, the crowd would also know na what, they, what, what they would talk about in, when they make reference to that inside stuff. So um, it's really just a feature na um, if... AEW wasn't as big as it was, it is rather, then it would have fallen just as flat as inside jokes in the local scene would have. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. Ego Emil, what, uh, what, what's your take on this? Because you're a newer fan, you're younger, so you might have a different perspective. Um, again, this is my main problem with MJF. Um, for me, sometimes too meta, but that's, uh, that's nitpicking for me. That's nitpicking. That's uh, part of metaphor. <laughs> No, it's not nitpicking. Uh, no, that, um, that is a, that is not a nit to pick. That's that's legit. Because uh, that is a fair criticism on the actual kind of material that he's presenting you. So yeah. that's that's not just nitpicking. That's a valid criticism okay. from you. And ang nakalis kasi dito because I know MJF can be better than than this than the low hanging fruits. So we have seen it before when before he was champion, uh, like before he started feuding with his. Uh, his heroes, na naging villain origin stories niya. So, um, that's why that's why actually I like the yung his feud with the four pillars, kasi at least he doesn't need to resort to yung ano mga villain origin stories niya. So now he's no, he he still did with Jungle Boy, the bad. Ah, you yeah, and yeah, I, we met at the end or whatever. Yeah, pero yeah. not not not, not, not yeah, not, not yung because. No, because there were four people in the feud, right? so yeah. uh, that's why he okay. couldn't, you know, hog the hog the promo time with his own origin stories. But uh, Stan is right; he did touch on them because uh, okay. that is what he does. Because he his gimmick is really uh, smart mark wrestling fan who suddenly <laughs> ended up becoming the champion in the number two promotion in the world. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Exactly. That's basically my number one criticism about this guy, and I wish. Mm-hmm. I wish he could have divulged into newer material because I know he can. He's one of the best in terms of uh, promos. He's the best in terms of building up a feud. So yun lang, yun lang yung ano ko talaga problema ko sa kanya. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what did you think of MJF's spot shot uh, or, or Adam Cole's spot shot na nagroids daw si MJF? <laughs> <laughs> as as the fitness expert among the three of us, uh, that's not true because uh, MJF looks nothing like Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan. Uh, this is a guy who just diets properly and lifts properly. Um, uh, it kind of goes to it. Uh, Adam Cole was playing to a, a wide subsection of fans who doesn't really who don't really know um, what roid what roided would look like between. Uh, a roided person and someone who's natty, diba? So, uh, it's it's a pot shot for the sake of a pot shot, but obviously it's not true because MJF uh, looks pretty lean and not yeah. juiced the fuck up. Yeah, uh, that was kind of weird. I'm like, MJF's probably one of the last people that's going to say that 
You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm there sure are other sinab- people. Sinabi lang niya kasi uh, he got hurt by MJF calling him thin. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question pala. Yeah. Do you foresee yeah, sure. this as a long-term feud or is Adam Cole gonna go back to feuding with the JS? Bahay tanay ang gana. Uh, go all in. <laughs> Unless uh, I Pac mind. comes back or some British guy comes back to, yeah. to challenge I, MJF. Yeah, I wouldn't mind actually. Uh, I think um, the big lang kabig. I think, no, no. I think that, that the main event from last week was was it. Diba? I think that was... Um, that was the end of that feud, right? So, uh, I think it's time for them to move on. I think Tony Khan pulled the plug in when he can. Um, that's at least one thing that he did right uh, when it comes to the story. If it wasn't planned that way, right? So, uh, I think it's safe to say that um, the slightly insufferable feud between uh, the Coles and the Jericho Appreciation, Appreciation Society uh, is is done. Yeah, I know. Uh, if you're playing GM mode, start new story. <laughs> uh. <laughs> start new 12-week story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about some NXT here since we have a little bit of time. Uh, Thea Hale, congratulations to her. She's the new number one contender after she pulled a Santino Marella and won the number one contenders battle royal for the NXT Women's Championship. I thought this was pretty refreshing. It was nice to see Thea Hale get an opportunity like this because uh, Chase U is over and I actually really do miss Andre Chase. And there's a nice wrinkle na medyo may edge na tong si Thea Hale as a result of her uh, being trained by uh, Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. So I, I dig it. It's something refreshing here. Yeah. Um, she's very young. Uh, she's yeah, very young competitor. Um, let, sorry. Go ahead. And... Uh, not actually a bad first challenger for Tiffany. Because, of course, Tiffany's not going to lose her first feud or her first match, uh, first defense as a women's champion. So you want someone who's on the, uh, who, who's on the ice but could also afford to take a loss. Because they're not still on the level. Yet. So Tia Hale is a perfect first challenger, first challenger for Tiffany. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the thing of NXT right now is they're always trying new stuff. They're always trying new people. So I like this as someone who doesn't like, you know, uh, the same things um, happening for too long. Uh, I don't know how ready as a wrestler Thea Hale is, but she's not bad. But like um, a lot yeah. of these guys, because the the ones you see regularly on NXT, um, they're not really uh, there because I mean, if they're not good, uh, that's hmm. a, a, at least that's at least a merit based thing that they do with 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 that brand. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I think it's going to be okay. Maybe she'll do fine. Maybe she won't. Um, either way, the, the, the thing, the important thing is that they tried. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that they didn't go for Fallon Henley. I thought uh, it was about time for Fallon Henley to have uh, a singles feud for the women's championship. I also thought that, oh wow, they're really going to delay Gigi Dolan's rise at the top here. Because it's like she's groomed to be the next big baby face um, in the women's division. So to see her get eliminated pretty early on, like as we just reached the midway point of the Battle Royal, nagulat ako. So I think they're denying Gigi until the clamor is really there now for people to go apeshit once she you know, wins whatever match to uh, become number one contender, like an Iron Survivor match or some shit. Yeah, that was super weird. Um, I was watching the, the weaponized steel cage match and it was so, so good. Uh, um, this, I mean, Gigi was really good in that role, so I, I don't know why they're not pulling the trigger yet. Um, I feel like may konting politics thing behind the scenes. I, Shampre, I can't speak to that for sure. But, you know, if someone is undeniable, then they're undeniable. And I think that it's not fair for Gigi then to to stay held down for that long, especially when you, when a lot of your uh, top girls have left, uh, whether it's Zoe Stark, whether it's Indy Hartwell, um, so why not, you know, one of the more tenured uh, women on the roster on, in the division? Yeah. Here you go, uh, Emil. Um, not having Gigi challenge yet is fine. Because like I said earlier, uh, bago pa lang yung rainy Tiffany. And you want someone, you know, I already said uh, earlier, na is on a rise, but could also uh, afford to take a loss. And Gigi, as of this moment, if she challenges... 
for the title, I don't think she can afford a loss because you're banking on her being as one of the uh, as one of the most over uh, people in the women's division eventually. So I'm okay with it. All right. Let us know what you think about everything we've talked about. You know where to find us, right? It is at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok. Well, I'm audio-only version for this week's episode just because uh, it wasn't a terribly huge week in terms of news and highlights. But if there's anything you want to chit-chat with us about, uh, hit us up on the show's Twitter account or TikTok account, or you can hit us up as well individually. It is at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister, at Chino Supersized, at Rowizwar, and at underscore Stan C. All right, let's get some plugs here. Let's start off with you, Emil. Uh, now you were actually featured on Inside the NBA. So good for you. Yes, that was uh, two years ago. They had a contest where um, they would uh, fans would submit pictures and they would get featured. If you know the gone fishing segment, uh, yep. with teams the immortal one. Yeah. yeah, so I. Uh, the, the You're on the before, Lakers cruise. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the day before, I tweeted that just you know, chance a chance because I know the Lakers were um, That was two years ago. This was against the Suns, so yeah. And then that morning, uh, actually, someone from the, 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 the Twitter page messaged me and said, "If the Lakers lose today, I'm gonna appear on on Inside," and I did. <laughs> so. That was uh, and I got roasted by uh, Charles Barkley. Uh, yeah, on, he kind of looks silly the in the picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm going for. It's, you look silly. You get roasted. Uh, you get you know. Uh, like, okay, that's okay. a badge of honor to be roasted by by Charles Barkley. So that that's if you notice on my Facebook uh, page, you know, nakalagay sa bio ko. Like I got roasted by Charles Barkley on Instagram. So, that's your big claim to fame. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Right now, yeah. Wait, and then also, who's got the honest, better right? claim to fame, Emil or Siroen? Because Siroen may get story I I forgot, but he he has a like something silly as as a claim to fame in his bio. So. <laughs> yeah, it's Charles Barkley. Like he's a legend, so it's an honor to get roasted by Charles. <laughs> How do you feel about them calling you Emil Nate? Yeah, um, that's okay. Because the last thing we did, like, we're not even um, so work. Then, because uh, I work uh, with US uh, clients. Then, so we're not going to go. I just let it. Oh, awkward, awkward. Nee, ano? Eh. Pap, pap, ikaw correct na pasila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so yeah. if you want to see Emil shit posting about the NBA Finals, uh, yeah. ano ba? Nuggets ka ba o heat? I'm actually neutral, pero okay. I am yeah I'm leaning towards the Nuggets because they remind they I'm a Spurs fan as well, so they remind me of the Spurs. All right, so go go give Emil a follow and uh, go go shit talk uh, the Nuggets with Emil here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ro, any plugs? Yes, sir. Uh, as you guys know, I announced last week that I I will be debuting a new podcast, Unmasked the Chronicles of Romaran Sadata. It's going to talk about my career and my career so far um, over the past uh, eight or nine years, eight years uh, in the field, in the Philippine wrestling industry and the surrounding regions. So um, that's going to officially, officially premiere with the first episode next week. Um, uh, that's June 14. But I will be dropping a teaser, um, a teaser snippet of uh, the first episode by tomorrow. So by then, you can follow and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then um, uh, you can listen to you know the preview of what you'll be getting, the kind of conversations I will be having with my co-host, uh, ABL Anselmo, formerly of Wrestling Afterwork. So please stay tuned for that. I will be dropping. Uh, when, it's, when it's officially up, I will be dropping it on uh, social media. I'll be posting about it on social media. So uh, stay tuned. And Shempre, uh, if you want to support local wrestling, we just did a show last Sunday. It's called Lights, Camera, Action, the latest or the newest um, or this month's, uh, no, this month's uh, special for Action Novella TV. It's available by subscribing to our gank, the Manila Wrestling Federation gank profile. Uh, you can just go to it by uh, going to manilarrestling.com. It is $10 or uh, around 600-something pesos in gold coins uh, on the Gank platform. You can pay via credit card, debit card, Gcash. So a lot of different ways to support 
the local wrestling scene. So if you can, please, uh, you know, if you're able to, please do support us because uh, a lot of hardworking boys and girls have been uh, um, pouring their efforts into making something consistent for the local wrestling scene. And Shempre, TikTok at Wrestling 2X Pod. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Find us at the rest. I mean, find us um, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Vejo mahira pa SEO nun because I use two common words, but we are there and we are posting, you know, special, exclusive social media content for our from our interview with uh, the one and only Cash Money, Carlo Cannon, and we'll be doing that for our future interviews as well. So please follow us on all the socials so you can get exclusive content from our other content. Yeah, uh, go check out the Carlo Cannon interview. We're really proud of that one. Um, you know, he he's uh, become fast friends with us here on the podcast. Very, very generous. And thanks to him, we actually wow. have an interview that we're doing on Monday that we can't wait to share with you. Uh, my second clue, but I for the listeners who are still here. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it. Uh, right. I mean, I, I like we're gonna be the, the clue someone. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be unmasking not someone. We're going to go me, like this. Me. Yeah, not not real, but uh, but we're gonna unmask someone else like that. <laughs> oh no, oh, I know. I have one clue. Thing. I have one clue. I have another clue. We will be going across the pond for this for this interview. <laughs> okay, I get it. All right, uh, so go check that out once that drops next week. Please listen to the pick of the week specials as well, and uh, drop in your picks of the week. We'll catch you um, with uh, uh, next week. Uh, two episodes that we're going to drop and our weekly Thursday live stream here on Facebook and on YouTube at 7 p.m. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened, followed, streamed, shared the podcast. Uh, it really does a lot for the algorithm and for us. And thank you as always to Babyface producer Jasper and everyone over at Podcast Network Asia for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. We're out of here. We'll catch you again next week. Uh, on behalf of Emil A.S.H. and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. Saying stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.